Once you've got that niche kind of figured out and kind of narrowed down into what you want to do, what you're going to go and do from there is, you know, try to figure out maybe what type of product or what specific type of service you want to deal with. And um, so I don't know if we've really talked about search engine optimization, but there are kind of two ways to look at it. Um, there's the perspective of the customer searching, and then there's the perspective of what your actual store or site or, you know, page looks like. And so, you know, a search engine is basically anything that you search, uh, and it has its own rules on its own platform. So pretty much anything, you know, medium for blogging can be a search engine, you know, Spotify for podcasters is a search engine. YouTube is a search engine. Um, Etsy is a search engine. Spotify, I wouldn't call it necessarily a search engine. Um, GoDaddy is a search engine. Amazon is a search engine. You kind of get my point. It's like anything that you're able to search to look up information. Specific, It can be very tailored information, specific information. Um, like way back in the day, I remember Alibaba and Amazon, I used to get textbooks off of there. I was never searching for, I don't know if Amazon Prime even existed. Uh, if it did, I don't remember, but I remember where they used to charge you like 99 bucks a year or something and it would just happen and I'd have to be like, oh shoot, like, (laughs) you know, like I wasn't expecting to pay that and they would always reimburse it. I would always cancel and they would reimburse it, but I was like. I wasn't really prepared to pay $99 all of a sudden today. Um, But I remember um, way back, you know, I only used to use Amazon to search for textbooks. I didn't used to be like, oh, I need a coffee grinder. I need a knife sharpener. Let me look on Amazon. It was like, no, I needed textbooks. That's where I got them. Um, Use textbooks. You know, and uh, I don't even know if people search for used textbooks online anymore. I've been out of school for so long. Um, but that was one, um, one, you know, that's one thing that kind of needs to be mentioned is SEO, search engine optimization. You want to consider, you know, you want to keep that in the back of your mind before you even get to it. You know, what's the search going to look like? start studying so you're gonna look at at you know once you choose a niche you're gonna look at other people's sites within the certain platform that you might be interested in using now you might not know which platform is best for you um certain platforms are best for certain things um I would say if you had to compare platforms like eBay versus Amazon versus Etsy versus Shopify. Shopify requires you to kind of make your own store. There's a little more competition with that. Um, The cool thing is you can get a .com. You know, you can get your own domain name and have your own legit store. On Etsy, I think you can do that too. I'm pretty sure you can do that on Etsy. I don't recall, but 
I mean, I've never done it, but, and I don't know anyone who has done it, but, um, Etsy, the cool thing is you can see everybody else's products. So if I had a niche again with like web design and making banners, I could search that in Etsy. Um, I could search in E-Rank or Everbee and see is that niche within the niche of web design is, is it more profitable to make banners or is it more profitable to make, you know, some kind of like a homepage template? Like what would be more profitable, you know? Um, is the user interface design more profitable? You can kind of look at these. There's numbers. You can look at these, um, sites and like E-Rank and Everbee can help you see the numbers of, you know, how many people are selling or which sites are doing well. And you can look at those sites and see, okay, like they have this, they have that, you know, and I'm not saying copy it. You want to offer something that's different. You know, you always want to offer something different. You always want to take a unique approach. You know, the more you learn, learn about these platforms, learn about Etsy, learn about Shopify, learn about Amazon, learn about eBay, learn about them, learn about best practices for the, for the site you want to use. And it might take like one or two days of just binge watching, you know, content. I would say find one or two YouTubers, you can pay for classes too, but I I would caution, um, find one or two YouTubers that has proof of the money they made and proof of the methods they use to make that money, um, and that shows you for free how to do it, choose one or two that use the same platforms all the time, and watch almost every type of video that they have and every time there's something you don't understand write it down and then have a method of looking those things up in other places I mean it sounds excessive but I like to have about five resources on the same topic so if I want to know SEO best practices for Etsy you know if if somebody mentioned that in one of the you know tutorials I was following by one of the one of the content creators who I know has proof of their work, of their stores, of the money that they're bringing in, of their ad spend, like they break it all down and they've got successful courses where they're teaching people to do the same. If I have something like that um, to kind of go off of, I would look up topics and I would say, okay, SEO for Etsy, I don't really know what to do like they mentioned that that's something I need to learn so I would look it up and find maybe five different people that seem like they know what they're talking about who have proof and look look at different people's content about how they ranked using you know SEO best practices through Etsy and usually you're going to start hearing people say the same thing. That's why I said maybe five people. It's a lot, but it's like if you don't know anything, after listening to five people, you'll know kind of like in general what some people are doing that seems like it worked for them. You know, one thing you're really going to want to find out is the people who are doing the best, are they having expenses out of their pocket for ads? Are they promoting some other way? Do they have a podcast? Do they have a blog? Do they have 
Instagram? Like, are they promoting through some other traffic method that's sending people to their Etsy store or their Shopify store or their Fiverr link or their Upwork uh, services? What do they have? You know, where are they getting people from? How long did it take them to do that? How much money did they put in? Because one thing is, you know, one thing I've noticed is it seems like there's a lot of people on YouTube who are like, oh, yeah, make like $15,000 in one day, you know. Now, you can make $15,000 in one day, but how much did you spend and how much is your actual profit, you know? There's revenue, there's profit. How much did you actually profit? You know, there was this uh, YouTuber, I was just watching his videos earlier today about, you know, some something he did, like, for fun, like, right before women, Women's World Cup. And he was trying to make some Women's World Cup for, like, England, like, t-shirts. Because he noticed that most of the market on Etsy had them for U.S., but not for England. So he made some shirts. He was able to get them ranked within that. He was trying to only do this in 24 hours. He got them ranked. And then he basically... Um, ranked, but he only sold three. Four of them went to cart, but never got fully purchased. But out of his whole entire thing, you know, it's like he made like almost 40, 50, I think like 50 something dollars. But after all the fees, it came down to $10 after he sold the three shirts. He got $10 profit. Now for one day, $10 profit isn't that bad. And that's without ads, that's without any kind of, like, having to make some, like, social media presence and, like, doing that whole thing. So, people have shown that you can make money within the day. But how sustainable is that? How long are people going to be buying those you those England, you know, Women's World Cup t-shirts? How long are they going to buy it for? You know, once the World Cup is over... If your team doesn't win, people probably aren't going to keep buying those shirts. They're very, like, time-sensitive. Um, now, if your country is the country where World Cup or Olympics or something like that is hosted on a certain year, that might be kind of a memorabilia type of shirt or, like, Super Bowl or something like that. You might get away with, like, selling something like that. Um, but it's possible, you know, to run up stores that are very, like, based on, you know, you could have a Women's World Cup store and wait till it comes around. You can have an Olympic store, wait till it comes around. You can have a holiday store and wait for the holidays to come up, you know. You could even go for non-Western holidays and make, you know some type of product that's a little more uh culturally inclusive and you know you'd have to probably know a little bit about it and make sure that you know if it's not your culture you're making it hopefully the way that's appropriate for people from that culture to be buying it but um you know there are a lot of methods of things you can do there's um you know, you'd want to look at some of these sites that are doing well. You'd want to look at some of these um, YouTubers that say they're doing well. Um, right now, you know, I've seen some 
guys who claimed they were doing really well from Andrew Tate's um, real world uh, boot camp. Um, I've seen some people say they did well from Behezo's course. I've seen some people say they've done really well from, you know, specific courses that are online. But when it comes down to all that information, a lot of these types of YouTubers have the information already out there anyways. And sometimes buying the actual program, you know, it might be a lot out of pocket. Um, so that's something to consider. Um, most of the stuff I would say, you know, you could, I'm not, the thing is, I'm not trying to discourage people from getting classes. Um, especially if people, if there's reviews about certain classes where people have been able to show how they made money and that they did make money, um, and that it's like consistent. It's not just like I made money one day. Like, there was a guy who was saying that he was offering digital marketing services using Andrew Tate's program. He went to make, um, I think he did, like, social media marketing, um, and he was basically on TikTok and Instagram, like, running ads, and I don't think he made a whole lot of money. I think it was, like, $1,000, $2,000, maybe up to $3,000 over a three-month period or something, which, you know, that's not nothing. Yes, yeah, not nothing. And I think, I, I can't remember if it's the same guy, but I think he put in two hours of work every day. So that's not bad for two hours of work. Um, like if you're working eight hours a day and only making like $1,000 a month, that's not a lot of money. But, you know, if you're only working two hours, you could probably, if you could find more gigs like that, you could probably stack those gigs. Um, but the issue he was saying is that it was hard to get gigs. Um, he got, he used the gigs that he got and he was just basically using only those. It's not like he was getting a lot of offers. Um, but you know, it's better than nothing. Uh, I think he did have to do some cold, cold emailing, which didn't work out and then ended up doing some cold calling. Um, but yeah, when it comes to services versus products, Services are a little bit different, but I feel like with services, um, once you start providing value and you get good reviews from a few customers, you could probably scale that pretty heavily. Because if you say if you get three good reviews on your Upwork of what you did, and if there's proof of improvement, um, now, okay, I have to say when you're doing services for other people sometimes this the proof that they want like say if if they want you to run tiktok ads on some type of product and you know if you know a lot about social media and you're like okay like the social media presence looks legit you're engaging with the pre with the with the people, you know, you're making, you know, posts that are engaging, uh, and you're the one responsible for manage, I think it was called social media management, that's what he was doing, you're the one responsible for the posts, you're responsible for responding to people, uh, and everything's going right as it should go, it's very possible that you might be working for someone that has a product that's not marketable, and so they might want results and you might be doing like a tried and true method that you know is working, 
but it might not work for their for their product for their product or for their store and there's not much you can really do about that so you might not keep getting work cuz they're not getting more sales and so these are things to kind of try to sit down and consider and we'll keep talking more about this